Main Street to Wall Street, global business celebrity and former Fortune 100 C-suite executive Jeffrey Hazlett takes you inside the good, the bad, and the ugly of businesses today. Saddle up. It's time for All Business with Jeffrey Hazlett. My next guest is determined to change the way we work and how we take care of ourselves. Boy, do we need that. She is a best-selling author, and in her last two books, Thrive, The Third Metric to Redefining Success and Creating a Life of Well-Being, Wisdom and Wonder, and The Sleep Revolution, Transforming Your Life One Night at a Time, became an instant international bestseller, both of them, big, huge bestsellers. You know, you see her on all kinds of different shows that you see all the time, commentating on CNBC, NBC. Um, I don't think she gets on Fox too much, but she's pretty much everywhere else. We're talking about Ariana Huffington, the founder and CEO of Thrive Global, a leading behavior change tech company. Ariana, welcome to All Business with Jeffrey Hazlett. Thank you. Great to be with you. Last time we were together was when Thrive first came out in... Uh, I do remember that. 2015, I think. It was, it was. And, and you've just been doing absolutely wonderful work. It's so great. I've read a lot of your articles recently, and they make me think about a few things. For, for example, you write about the modern-day Vesuvius and the four curves that we need to flatten. And we're all about talking about flattening curves right now. Everybody's talking about that. Tell the audience what the four curves you see we need to flatten. So obviously, Jeffrey, the priority is flattening the coronavirus curve. But there were three other curves that are truly dangerous and pre-pandemic. One of them is the rising curve of chronic diseases. Yeah. Uh, Diabetes, obesity, hypertension, and heart disease. 75% of these diseases is behavioral. It depends on our lifestyle. So we have the power to change, and we have to change because the skyrocketing increases are not sustainable. The second um, curve that we need to flatten is the mental health crisis, which, again, was there before the pandemic, and now it's being exacerbated by isolation, uncertainty, anxiety about the future, financial insecurity. So we need to address that, and a lot of that is related to stress, and we're doing a lot of work at Thrive on that. And the third one that I know we talk a lot about in business circles is the growing inequalities. We've Mm. been talking a lot about it, but... Now, with the pandemic, we saw how truly interconnected we are and how um, essential it is to actually do something, not just talk about flattening that curve. So one of those you mentioned is mental health, and it's amazing that we don't seem to be investing more in that because there's so many other things going on. We're seeing suicides right now with COVID. We're seeing certainly with the military, a great number of suicides. We've actually seen some shootings here recently, right? Again, and all those seem to be really related to that. Why aren't we investing more into mental health? Well, actually what we are seeing with all the companies we are working with at Thrive, you know, like Accenture and Bank of America and Verizon and Walmart, that they are now investing in mental health. That Mm. uh, a lot has changed, you know, in the last two months. Right now we are finding that the CHRO, the head of people function, 
is now the most important position in a company other than the CEO. And they are responsible for the health and wellness of their employees and that they are recognizing that you can have the most impeccable uh, return to the office procedures in terms of elevator protocols and uh, masks and plexiglass. But if you don't also address the stress and mental resilience of your employees, the productivity is going to go dramatically down. Right. So even for purely um, business reasons, stress and mental resilience have to be addressed. So think about the the exposure that COVID has had on weaknesses individually and collectively. I mean, we look at the hoarding, some of this infighting we see on. What else has COVID exposed that we need to force to deal with long term? And and what do you think is going to emerge from all of this, Ariana? Well, I'm very optimistic that what's going to emerge will be a better new future. Uh, there is no question, Jeffrey, we're not going back. There is no going yeah. back. Yeah. Um, but it's up to us to see what we leave behind that was not working anyway. And I think in terms of the way we work and live, what was not working is this breathless, frenetic way of conducting our lives. <laughs> and, you know, I... We all know that we paid a heavy price for that. I mean, I write in Drive about how I collapsed from exhaustion and broke my cheekbone. For a lot of people, it's worse. It's heart attacks. It's people who, because of stress, find themselves stress eating or over drinking or all the things that are actually happening now during COVID as well. But we are seeing um, how important it is for our physical immunity and our mental resilience to take steps for that. Then our behavior change up is based on micro steps. Uh, we don't believe in New Year resolutions because they are normally abandoned by the beginning of February. So uh, the question is, how can we do these small incremental steps every day that lead to healthier habits? And we have hundreds of them. And they start with how do you start your day? How do you end your day? 60 second breaks during the day to focus on your breath and focus on um, something that changes the stress neuropathways in the brain. And today in the Wall Street Journal, there is an article on the healing power of the breath. Mm. So that's what, is, that's what is changing, that all these issues are now recognized as being science-driven and data-driven and not warm and fuzzy. So let's take a quick break, and I'll be right back after this message. C-Suite Radio. All right, we are back live on LinkedIn and Facebook, and we are live with Arana Huffington, the founder and CEO of Thrive Global, and, of course, a best-selling author. And, of course, you've seen her many times on television shows, uh, even uh, Bill Maher. I remember seeing you a couple of times on Bill Maher, which I always think is kind of interesting, you with Bill Maher. But it, nonetheless, that make you know, politics and, and TV makes interesting bedfellows, as we I like to say. I love him. He's been a friend for many, many years. You know, what I like about him, I don't always agree with his uh, politics on politically incorrect, but I love the fact that you can have a transparent conversation with him, even yeah. if you disagree. Like him and he and what? Uh, uh, who's the Fox uh, commentator? Uh, that he that he always used to fight with quite a bit, but they get together. Bill, I can't remember Bill's last name off the top of my head, but 
the the very controversial Bill O'Reilly. He's a, he and Bill O'Reilly get together, and they actually like each other because they have good conversations. They don't dis they disagree totally without question. Mm -hmm. Let me ask you a question: How do you how do you think this is going to change you? I mean, I see changes that that I'm going to make coming out of this without question to the business to the way I operate, but I also see some things that this has slowed me down in in a lot of aspects. You know, you talked about breathless. And I've been operating now, right now, I've been never been busier than I've ever been in my life, but I'm finding myself cooking dinner every night. I'm finding myself, you know, sitting with my wife and enjoying things I never got to enjoy over the last five, six years. That is fantastic. I hope you can write about that because what I'm sure you will see also is that you're actually more productive. Yes. more effective you come up with better ideas when you are not living off your to-do list and your inbox so i have <laughs> made a lot of these changes you know since my own wake-up moment and um, one of the things i've discovered during this lockdown where i'm here with my two daughters and my sister is that i'm actually more of an introvert than i thought uh, you know my life has been um has been very much dealing with people and traveling and everything, but I love being in my home and being able to go to my garden and I sit under my lemon tree. And, and I hear from a lot of people who have lived their lives on planes that really I'm not going back. I'm not going back yeah. to living my life on a plane and I don't need to. And it's kind of a one of the incredible silver linings in this period of trial and Jeffrey you know we cannot underestimate the pain and the loss of this time you know loss of right. loved ones loss of jobs financial insecurity but the only way for change to happen is through a crisis through a catalyst like this yeah, they become crucible moments for each of yeah. us in terms of what we have to look at. Hey, by the way, your lemon tree, I do hope you're collecting those lemons and making a nice limoncello. Oh, limoncello. Actually, no, I have here my lime and uh, lemon hot drink. Uh, I have my bulletproof coffee. You know, one of our micro steps is remembering what we're grateful for yeah. and all these little things. Yeah. make us um, appreciate moments, even during difficulties. And yeah. we launched a program with uh, Stanford on the latest um, brain research they have. We're calling it Thriving Mind. And you take an assessment to identify what is your stress trigger? What is the way you respond to threats and, um, and fears? And we all have our own uh, different stress type. And it's kind of interesting when we understand ourselves better, this greater self-awareness, it's easier to also take steps to deal with them before they become symptoms. We have to be present in the moment to understand who you really are. And then what are those triggers for you? That's a tough thing for some of us to keep in mind, especially if we're going full speed into the fire, which is what a lot of us did for a long, long time. I think this is a change. But I do want you to stick to that limoncello recipe. I love limoncello. I make it myself. Uh, I'll have to send you the recipe. You will enjoy it. Okay. Uh, but what, do you, what do you think are going to be some of the casualties of this pandemic? Well, the, the biggest um, danger is the casualties of those 
who were already disadvantaged, who were already living um, fragile lives financially. Uh, we also see a disproportionate impact on the African-American community, the Latino community. Um, part of it is, you know, living in food deserts. Um, the, um, the recognition now that our physical immunity depends on what we are eating, on whether we're sleeping, on, um, on our stress levels, on how much we move, all these things are foundational to our immunity and critical to how, um, we, how vulnerable we are to both being infected and how severe the infection is going to be. It's very important to keep stressing that 94% of the people hospitalized in New York had pre-existing conditions, mm. 94%. Wow. And we have it in our power to change these pre-existing conditions. You know, scientists now say behaviors, Trump genes. Every day. Every, Every day. day. What do you think, um, with, I'll give you the last question, and I thank you so much for being a part of this. What do you think I can do as a leader to help my employees manage their stress, manage their anxiety, you know, to lead, you know, manage their fear and to lead a more productive life, you know, and, and by the way, being more productive for their life would also be uh, more productive for me too, right? Well, number one, and this is what we call in our training, the new leadership playbook is make sure you put your own oxygen mask on first. Yeah. Because if you are not centered, if you are stressed out, you're going to communicate that. And uh, then make sure they realize that taking time to recharge, to make sure they have a good night's sleep, to make sure they take 30 60 second breaks between things to focus on their breath, to move around their kitchen table or their desk, wherever they are, is actually going to make them more productive. They have to help their employees make a mindset shift because a lot of people still think that the only way to be great and productive is to be always on. And that's simply not true. Yeah. And also to just inspire people to recognize we are all in this together, we'll come through this together, and uh, to ask real questions, you know, to probe, uh, to be empathetic and make it clear um, that you are there for everyone. I'm going to ask you one more bonus question that came in and it's from Holly Duckworth and she is the leader of our C-Suite Network Mindfulness Council. And she asked the question, how can we come together in the awareness that mindfulness means business? I think that's a great question to end with. Absolutely. Well, you know, we are seeing that now, Holly, you know, we, we've, we've just signed a five-year contract to provide wellness services for Walmart, both for the frontline um, associates, and we're also working with their leaders working from home. And it's so clear that when people put it into practice and then they tell their stories, which are including in the app, practicing mindfulness, starting the day, for example, taking one minute, one Walmart leader wrote about that, taking one minute to remember what, brings her joy and gratitude before going to her work email, that one minute changes everything because most people go to their emails before 
they are even fully conscious before they've gotten out of bed and they're not yet ready to face the day. So this is mindfulness. Mindfulness is being fully present and making sure that you start the day centering yourself from that place, which I call the eye of the hurricane, you're much more likely to make the best decisions you can make. Well, thank you so much, Ariana. You've always been a class act and you show it every single time you get to, I get together with you. You've been very helpful to me in my career and with my books. And every time I've ever asked you to do things, you give and you give and you give. And I thank you very much for that. Thank you so much, Jeffrey. And if anybody wants to subscribe to my Sunday newsletter, it's thriveglobal.com slash Ariana. And go on thriveglobal.com. We have tons of great content on all these topics. And of course, on LinkedIn. We will make that happen. We'll drop that in the show notes. Thank you so much. We'll let you go. I know you're busy. We'll let you drop off. Thanks for joining us right here on All Business okay. with Jeffrey Hazlitt. Thank you. Bye-bye. Cheers. The end of every show, I like to talk about what I learned. And I learned a lot. And I got to tell you, the biggest thing that I learned is how can I take care of my employees and my family if I don't take care of myself? Do you hear that? A lot of us, we just put everybody else ahead of us. And sometimes, you know, as I say to the people uh, in our team all the time, sometimes those servants uh, soup to the soup kitchen, got to have some soup. So what are you doing to take care of yourself first? You know, do you, even in the plane, you know, in the plane, uh, when they tell you in those exercises, if you got a child with you and the oxygen mask come down, the first thing to do is put it on you, put it on you. And then you put it on everybody else. Because if you can't serve yourself, you don't live. You and you, <laughs> you can't help anybody else live. That's what I learned right here on All Business with Jeffrey Hazlitt. And, you know, go be mindful. Go be mindful. All right? And be mindful if you would. It would be, it'd be great if you could tell other people about the show. Thanks so much for being a listener right here on All Business with Jeffrey Hazlitt on C-Suite Radio. You're listening to All Business with Jeffrey Hazlett, brought to you by C-Suite Radio, a podcast network featuring today's top business experts and is part of the C-Suite Network, the world's most trusted network of C-Suite executives. Find this and other business podcasts on c-suiteradio.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.